them to go at home and uh, in our surroundings, the people that we're most closely associated with, and that we can continue to make an impact today and moving forward in changing the current culture that we are involved in. Uh, one of lostness uh, is what I would say. One of lack of truth. Uh, one of lack of love and consideration for one another. Uh, and that's kind of the topic of today's episode. We'll be talking about how to deal with people, uh, non believers. Uh, we talked last couple of shows about the enemy how he comes to steal kill and destroy stealing our hope stealing our you know our dreams uh killing our our truth in jesus by our past actions uh destroying in that same sense um our reliability, our uh, influence. But uh, the Bible was pretty clear on the subject that we, as men, as we have been when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that we are now a new creation. We are now not of the mold of Adam, but we are now the mold of Jesus Christ. And I know that's a running theme, but man, I think it's so important that we take hold of that truth and stand on that truth and that foundation that we are a new creation. And Jesus is the way, the truth and the light, right? That the only way to the father is through him. Uh, you know, like I said, it's been, it's been a rough month and Satan's been working on me and I've had to battle and I've had to, you know, struggle through some stuff and, but I keep coming back to the foundation of God's grace through his son, Jesus Christ and my acceptance of him and his unconditional love for me. Now. Does that, like our pastor said this past week, uh, Randy Wade, that, you know, unconditional love does not mean unconditional acceptance for my actions. I am responsible for my actions. And I fell off my discipline of being in my Bible and reading daily and strengthening my, my spirit through God's word. Reason some of these shows have been kind of difficult the last three weeks, even talking about the enemy because he has been working on me and it's been a battle, uh, me fighting my flesh. Uh, I'm no different than any man out there that, um, what, no matter what your struggle is or what the flesh is, what Satan's using to get you off track from where God wants you to be with his little tricks and deceptions and, 
uh, pride in thinking that we're at a point spiritually that we're good. Uh, we'll never reach that point until we're in heaven with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit all at one. Uh, so until that point, it's our responsibility, my responsibility, to continue to be in God's Word and continue to grow each day. And past month, I've not done a real good job of that. I'm not going to sit here and lie. Uh, there's been a lot of repenting in my in my soul, in my conversations, and my prayers with God. Uh, so, but I take faith. I take hope and faith into the fact that I am forgiven. I have repented of those sins and, you know, that I'm going to have those struggles and those things. But instead of continuing into that sin nature, I do have the power and authority to speak it out of my life. And so do you, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, um, Jesus, the Father, and the Father both love us unconditionally, but that doesn't mean that they approve unconditionally of the actions and the things that we do, which convicts our, which is noted in us by our conviction by the Holy Spirit to know that we've done wrong and know that we've fallen off the path. But that unconditional love and the hope through Jesus Christ is that we are allowed to get back on that path and we are forgiven of that. And we can each day is a new day. Each day is a fresh opportunity to get it right. And I am so thankful for that. And so thankful for this opportunity he has given me to be here to, uh, share his truths with you from, uh, my walk with him and pray that it, um, helps you in some way uh, that my struggle and my difficulty and then my resolution uh, to get back into God's word and to continue to build myself up even though I let pride slip in and, and, and trip me up I'm getting back up and getting back in his word uh, so today uh as I was preparing for the show, uh, I didn't get it done yesterday. I overslept, <laughs> but, uh, it's here. And as I was preparing and thinking, I'm like, you know, God, this is your show. You're going to have to give me what, uh, to say. Uh, and you know, it's dealing with, with non-believers. We talked about, like I said, last week, we talked about the culture, that we live in now and not believing that there is one supreme authority or that there is uh, one creator and we see it in our lack of discipline and telling the truth out of love uh, that we as cr Christian men have allowed this to happen by not speaking up and taking a stand on the truth of Jesus Christ to our, our families, our communities, our cities, our counties, you know, we, we've dropped the ball and 
I'm included in that too. Uh, as you know, I'm a part of a couple of men's groups that, uh, get together and talk about it. And, you know, I'm very thankful for each one of those men that, uh, we can share life together and help one another grow in the truth of Jesus Christ and what it looks like and how to better express that in a way that is out of love and not anger even though it may be righteous anger we have to take that righteous anger and be able to verbalize it in a way that um, does not I'm not going to say offend people because it should to some point uh, to get it across that, hey, to make them feel convicted, maybe not offend, to convict them. And uh, I believe that's possible uh, when we speak out of love and truth uh, and not hate or not anger. Uh, we take that step back. Sometimes it takes us to a moment to step back out of the situation really think about it and pray about it and then come back and re-engage in that conversation i think that's how we do it and as i was preparing uh you know it led me to titus which i'll be honest with you for the longest time i thought titus was an old testament thing just for the name i don't know why just did but um, you know, and I was going through and I, I was reading Titus and, you know, the principle of Titus, there was a bunch of people teaching false doctrine. And this was Paul's letter to Titus saying, Hey, these are the things you need to do. These are the things you need to focus on in order to, uh, you know, correct it and make sure that everybody knows that this is the truth. You know, and it kind of deals in with, this is talking about believers, but not committed believers, not truly bringing in other Jewish things. We look at the religions in our in our world today, uh, Catholicism, uh, the Methodist church, uh, whatever other church you want to throw in there, one that's not preaching the true gospel from the book from the bible of jesus christ and his mission for us as men and people and his creation men women and children uh and how they're putting people first and not jesus first so if you're in a church uh you know that's not focusing on jesus that's more focused on the people then uh i would highly urge you to uh find a church that is about jesus and then our responsibility to jesus by being his creation that that is what's being preached and when we get to that point when all churches can get on the same page uh and realize that it's not about our individuality it is about our cohesion and our strength and numbers in believing that there's only one gospel and that's the gospel of jesus christ everything else doesn't matter I've said it before 
the truth is the truth and it's in God's word in the New Testament when it comes to talking about Jesus Christ. Period. End of story. You know, our responsibility to honor Jesus is what we need to be working on as men and building up men so that we can build up our wives so that they can build up or help us to build up our children and we can grow as a family unit and our foundational truth that Jesus Christ is the only thing that matters. And he gives us that hope in the promise that eternity is ours because of our faith and belief in Jesus Christ. So, I mean, it's pretty simple. And sometimes the simplest things in life are the hardest things to accept and to understand. Uh, you know, I've learned that, like I said before on the show, keep it simple, stupid, not to try to overthink the word of God, not to try to um, put my flair on it. Uh, these are the things that God has shown me in my life. And these are the things that the lessons that I feel that he has shown me. Uh, and hopefully they're helpful. You know, I mean, I feel led to do this. Uh, he's teaching me how to be more organized in my thoughts and delivering the message to you. Hadn't got through yet. I'm kind of hard headed and a little slow, but uh, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a trained or practiced preacher either. I'm what I am. I feel is is an apostle, just just like you, any other man is, any other creation of Christ is, our creation of the Father. Uh, we are all called to the responsibility to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, now that's to each his own area and his own way, uh, just like it is mine and it is yours. And as long as we're speaking the truth of Jesus Christ, then we're good, right? And it doesn't have to be overcomplicated or it should be simple for everyone to understand because that's how I believe Jesus intended it to be. If we're spreading the gospel and the truth of Jesus Christ, then it should be straightforward just like it is in the Bible, right? The words may... We get caught up in all the technical issues of the words and whatnot and what they mean and what they meant then and what. But if this is God's word, like I've said before, then we have to read it as it is and we have to accept it as it is. Because if we truly believe in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and who they are, it doesn't matter. The point is what matters. And if we get the point that, look, we are a new creation first and foremost. When we accept Jesus Christ of our Lord and Savior, we're new. Adam is gone. Now we're Jesus. We're not Jesus, but we're in the image of Jesus spiritually. And we've talked about that on other shows. I'm not going to go back over that again. But to my point in dealing with people within the church or without the church, you know, uh, it, the responsibility comes back on us as men, uh, as leaders of the family, as leaders of our communities, our cities, you know, even the, even our churches. You know, uh, sometimes get, 
I guess, frustrated with the church because they're not doing this or they're not doing that or they're not doing it the way you think it should be done. But, you know, we can't get caught up in that. We are the church. You know, uh, one of our co-pastors uh, at the church, David Griffith, said, if you don't like the way it's being done, start your own church. Right? I mean, they have a calling. They have a different path than maybe you do. Uh, they were put in your life for a moment in order to grow you to a point to where God wants to move you on, and that's fine. As long as it's the truth, and it's the truth of Jesus Christ, that's okay. You know, like my focus is on men and our responsibility to step up in the churches. The church should not be catering to women and children. They should be catering to men. I don't mean catering, but they should be encouraging men to be at church every Sunday, not the wife nagging the husband or asking the husband to go to church. No, the dads, the husbands, the husbands, the dads should be saying, let's go, get up, let's go. We're going to church, right? I mean, that's the man's responsibility is to help feed the family. And if you're a new Christian and you, that's where you need to go, you need to be in a church that, that is a Bible teaching church, the truth of Jesus Christ, so that you know and you get fed so you can better, better help your family grow. Right? I mean, that's what we go to church for. The corporate church, the building church, is to help us grow in our knowledge and wisdom. But it doesn't stop there on Sunday. We have to continue to be in God's word Monday through Sunday. Right? I mean, that's our job. That's our responsibility is to continue to grow in God, in our knowledge and wisdom of God's word and in our spirit to feed our spirit, to refill it, to give us the courage and strength to know and stand on his truth so that he can refill us. So we have the endurance and the stamina to go out and, and face this culture that we're living in today. So with all that said, uh, in Titus two, it says, but as for you, Teach what accords with sound doctrine. And then two, that's one. And then two says, older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. So men, uh, those are some of the things that, you know, Paul says, hey, if we're going to be in the church and we're going to be uh, leaders in the church and we're going to be uh, a voice and an apostle of Jesus Christ then these are some of the things that we need to do um, and all of those things are qualities of Jesus right self-control sober-minded uh, sober-minded right in your right mind not drunk not high not uh, misguided or misstepped uh, on what is true dignified but the key one is sound in your faith and knowing that Jesus Christ 
is our Lord and Savior, that he is of God, he is the Son of God, he died on the cross for our sin, and on the third day he was resurrected, so that we too may be with him and the Father in heaven. But in love, in love, and in steadfastness. So when we're dealing with the culture that we are in today, uh, we talked about it on the last show, we can't fight it with hate. We can't fight it with anger. Um, we have to show overall as it depends on us like it says in Romans uh, that on an individual level when we're dealing with people that we have to we have to be the the Jesus that they that they see um, and I know that's that's tough uh, I haven't learned all the way to control my anger but I do try to if I am going to speak uh, about Jesus, I try to abstain from um, letting my anger go, you know, which I'm trying to work into my everyday conversations with everyday people, uh, which is helping me grow in how to speak and talk with people that I don't agree with. Uh, you know, in my words, sometimes they don't make no sense and and it's hard for me to understand why anybody would ever think what they think i don't get it and that's okay um but when we're talking to non-believers or we're talking even with people inside the church that have fallen away from the truth of jesus christ then these are the qualities that we need to have in order to give us a platform and a foundation to stand on to uh, speak the truth of Jesus Christ because Jesus did and we want to look like Jesus in every aspect of our lives as best we can and uh, I think sometimes as Christians nowadays with some of the weak half truths I guess you would say that uh, the churches have been preaching for probably the last 20 years or so, maybe longer than that, but that's 20 years is about the time that I started paying attention to the church and uh, understanding now, looking back and knowing, thankful to God that he has shared the wisdom of the truth that, hey, you you haven't been telling the whole story. You're right there on the 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 cusp of telling the truth, but at the same time, you fall short of really telling the truth. Because Jesus is matter of fact. Jesus is blunt. He is forthright in telling the truth of what the father expects from us and how he expects us to act. Um, also, uh, 
we must be ready for every good work when we're dealing with people that don't know Jesus or have fallen away from Jesus. Um, we have to remember that we too were these people. And in Titus 3, it says, remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy toward all people. That one really stuck out to me on that one. To show courtesy toward all people. Right? We see all of the 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 wrong and the I mean people are just lost today. Uh and we need to be the voice that brings them back to found as men and as leaders that God designed us to be. But we do that by to show perfect courtesy toward all people. And then it says, for we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves of various passions and pleasures, passing our days with malice and in and envy, hated by others, and hating one another. So we are all, before um, our acceptance of Jesus Christ, the same as the people that we're trying to talk to. And that is where we make the biggest impact. God is, in our lives, we understand that God has put us through certain things that each individual life is different. There may be some similarities, but each struggle, each strife that we had to go through going up or situations that we're currently in, our faith is not in those situations. Our faith is in the strength of Jesus Christ to lead us through them. And our mindset has to be that it was hard on us. <coughs> Excuse me. It was a struggle for us to get through. But it was God's grace and his strength that got us through it, no matter what it is. And and we all go through those battles in different ways, but we are exactly the same people we're trying to lead to Jesus and to show them the truth of Jesus Christ. Whatever it is. And, and, and God leads you to the people that your situation and that your life can be a blessing to said it before on this show everything that happens to us is not it's a growth process for us but because of our faith in jesus it is a blessing to other people that our struggle and our success by finding faith and hope and love through the name of jesus christ is a blessing to someone else and we have to share that testimony and that struggle to help them get over it to show them how powerful Jesus is and how they could, like the song says, how they can save a wretch like me. Right. I mean, we have to love on the people that society says we shouldn't love that we should hate them, you know, or, or fight against them. You know, God puts all authority in the power, you know, I said it, I've said it before, 
you know, the current administration, if we're talking about the United States of America, the current administration, you may, you may, I mean, we all know, poor guy, right? But if we look at it from a Christian mindset, is that if God put every authority over us into power and then it's by him by his hand that it has happened this way why is that well how far have we come that we can accept that we know and i and i truly believe whether they admit it or not everybody sees the um incompetence the inability to make wise decisions based on a foundation of this country's belief in in God. You know, and as we go through and we deal with, we figure out how to deal with these people, you know, it has to be one of love and understanding, uh, Sometimes that's really hard, even for me, uh, having a conversation with one of my brothers in Christ. And I'm like, you know, there's certain people you can talk to and there's certain people that, um, you know, certain things you can forgive and certain things that, um, you know, they're, they're, they're children of God in the end. And our, and our mission is to lead them to Jesus Christ and we were talking and this can be hard for me to say but it's the way I the way I feel um except for those who harm children and we had this discussion I I just don't you know that an adult human being you can rationalize I mean Evil's evil, I get it. I understand all of that, but when I see children being kidnapped, abducted, sex traffic, sex trade, put into these situations, I just want to be the sword of Christ in avenging these children. Uh, that uh and it really and it really uh hit home there's a movie coming out july 4th the sound of freedom and it's on this subject exactly and there's a phrase in there that really stuck out to me and it said god's children are not for sale and as christian men that should and 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 fathers especially i just that's one twisted demented thing that i can't understand is why anybody would would want to hurt harm a child i know i'm cutting it off subject i'm sorry but excluding those people which i know i shouldn't which i know is a part of me that i have to grow into but to me that is pure evil when you can take an innocent child someone who cannot defend themselves who cannot who does not know enough to make the, who does not know and, and can't defend themselves properly 
because they haven't had time to grow and understand to make those decisions of their own free will. And you rob them of that. I I, I just don't get it. Um, That's a topic for another show, I guess. So other than those people, everybody else in my mind and the experiences that I've had is that even, you know, we look at, man, there's just talk. It's so tough because each individual case is on its own level and God puts in place the people that are equipped to handle that, which is obviously not me in certain situations, even though I know who Jesus is and I know we're supposed to love everyone and we're supposed to treat them, but I still, the picture and image of Jesus Christ in my mind of turning over the tables and cracking the whip because they were defiling the house of God in my spirit. When I see that kind of stuff happening, that's the way I feel, whether it's righteous or unrighteous. I'm not sure. Sometimes I'm torn and that's a battle, but on a daily basis, each individual that I meet, I treat, I try to treat them in a manner of courtesy, right? Uh, we were, talked last week about the transgender, homophobic, gay, whatever, right? Look, I look. It's not that I don't love you, because if I didn't love you, I wouldn't say anything at all. If we're having this discussion then we need to have it calmly and with open mind to one another so we can see their point and they can see our point. Not to turn them off to the one thing that can save them from that lifestyle or save them from that sin. Let's put it that way. Let's call it what it is. It's sin. Uh, and, And to remember that we are still sinners too. I mean, we still have our moments where we just like I shared with you earlier, just like we fall back into the traps that Satan has for us and that it becomes a struggle for us. We have to constantly remember that we are that, that person we're talking to. How do we want to, how would we want somebody, how are we approached or how will we want somebody to approach us and trying to give correction and lead us in a different direction that is more beneficial to us because truly that is what love is. And that's what Jesus does, right? We lead them to him, lead them to him, not forcefully drag them kicking and screaming. We lead them to him. And like I said earlier, self-control, you know, being sober minded, dignified, Sound faith and love. That's how we do it. And the only way we can get to that point is men getting together and taking, getting with other Christian men and talking through these, these feelings and these thoughts that we have that can help us see a different light and how to lead somebody away from the sinful nature that we're that they're in on a regular basis that they've given into whereas christians we're not hypocrites we just understand that yeah we're going to make mistakes that there's going to be some slippage but 
we understand that even though God doesn't approve of that still because of our acceptance of his son, Jesus Christ, our heart changes and leads us into a pattern of repentance to understand that he doesn't like it. We're not of him. And that's reading our spirit is upset. So we move away from that action that makes us feel that way. You know, they talk about, uh, I think I heard Jordan Peterson, the best way to learn is through pain, right? Because pain is something none of us want to experience. It's something that none of us want to do. So we change our actions and we change our direction to move us away from that pain. And that's, that's what Jesus is saying. Come to me. And when we feel that conviction of our sin, then we start moving more toward Jesus because we don't want that pain point because he has shown us the light in our spirit that that is wrong. And we feel it in our gut. We feel it in our heart and we know in our mind that it's wrong. And we start that process of change, sanctification process of moving more like Jesus. But the only way we can get there and the only way we can do that is like I stated at the beginning of the show is by us showing the discipline to be in God's word each and every day. And as we're in God's word, just like leading the Titus and showing these things, I mean, that was that was a big deal for me. Right? It, it Perfect courtesy toward all people. Now, that doesn't say believers or brothers or sisters, which, you know, it doesn't say just those people. It says all people. So I have some work to do as well. I have uh, that anybody can be saved, no matter Jesus loves us all, right? And we're all sinners and not one sin is bigger than another. You know, and maybe that's the reason I'm talking about this today is for God to tell me, hey, your addiction to pornography is no different than, dang, man, I hate to say that, as a child molester or a sex trafficker or a kidnapper or a murderer, right? That's a tough one to swallow. Like I said, this is God's show. Uh, he opens up and puts things on my heart during this that I learn as much from it sometimes as you do. Most of the time as you do, <laughs> if anything. <laughs> uh, but you know, everybody deserves that courtesy. Per Jesus, that they at least are deserving of the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ. Hmm. Thankful that that courtesy was extended to me. Grateful for that love that was extended to me. And I'm thankful that God chose me to put my name in the book of life that I am now an heir to the kingdom of heaven along with my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and it is my mission and my responsibility 
to extend that courtesy to every human being on this planet and that I can't look at other people. The takeaway from the day is I can't look at other people with eyes of pride or I have to extend them the same courtesy that Jesus offered to me to them. That's, that's our whole takeaway as men. And it's hard for men because uh, we're alpha males or, you know, this is right. Well, Jesus was right. And that's the only thing that matters. And as men, like I said, as hard as it is for me to say that being a man who feels like he's defended this country and has always stuck up for the little guy that uh even those people that make me want to release the evil that's inside of me uh to harm them just like they harm someone that couldn't defend themselves it is a choice it, it is a courtesy that should be extended to them to change their ways and accept Jesus Christ because they are his creation, no matter how Satan has affected them or led them down a wrong path because they didn't have a Christian male role model or a Christian in their life to show them the right way. That's not their fault. That's, again, a failure of man to be a true Christian and to lead those people to Jesus first. So, big revelation for me uh, in talking about this. Uh, never thought of it quite that way, but if I'm going to be a true follower of Jesus, then I have to show perfect courtesy toward all people. Because in my sin, I was just as bad as the ones that I looked down upon. Hmm. Tough pill to swallow right there. But again, Jesus showed me the courtesy that and unconditional love to accept me into the family, his family. God's family of believers and how can I call myself a Christian if I'm not truly extending that offer to everyone to all people not this those I think worthy because I too was a sinner like I said one sin's no greater than the other in God's eyes sin is sin we like to rank them, but God doesn't. So, wow. Sorry, guys. <laughs> that's just a big one. I wasn't expecting that, but that's that's our God. That's our Jesus, right? He's going to bring to light the truth. So when we look at people, we can't look at them with judgmental eyes. We have to look at them as we're looking in the mirror because we, too, we're sinners and we too were living in that life 
that gave in to sin and gave in to all the things of this world. So I guess the leaving message today is to show perfect courtesy toward all people. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. And Jesus, we can't be that anymore. He says we are changed and we have to stand on that truth. And that's to all people once again. So, man, that was a lot of, a lot of verbiage to get to the one thing that all people, not just ones we think are worthy or think that would be a good fit for uh, the Christian faith. We have to trust that Jesus can change anyone's heart. He changed ours. How are we any different than the person that I'm sitting here talking about? I'm not. Not in God's eyes. So, <clears throat> with that, <laughs> I'm going to leave you with that one right there <laughs> for the rest of the week. Uh, just to really dig into God's word and see yourself and those that we in culture and popularity this week are not popularity, but in our culture that we have two different sides of opinions on one should be inclusive, inclusive. One should not be inclusive. They're wrong. They're blah, blah. Look, we're all wrong. We're all sinners. Right? There's one hope, and that's Jesus Christ. Speaking of which, uh, me and my brother in Christ were uh, working in uh, Oklahoma yesterday, and I just want to say it was a refreshing um, sight yesterday uh, in Idabel, Oklahoma. Uh I can't tell you how refreshing it was to drive down their street and their buildings and businesses openly supporting Jesus. I I don't even remember how many murals or Bible quotes saying Jesus is the answer. Turn to Jesus. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is coming back. I mean, it was a refreshing sight to see the name of Jesus on publicly displayed and, and proudly displayed without any abandonment whatsoever. And it seemed like those businesses were were flourishing, were doing well. And that's awesome to see. And I think that uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to Idabel, Oklahoma, and the people, the followers of Jesus Christ there, that they are so open and vibrant in their faith. And uh, I hope that, and just give a little inspiration for those who uh, may be questioning or wavering. Look, Jesus is the answer. Jesus is coming back. Jesus' promises are his promise. Jesus is, he is it. He is the answer to everything. Whether you believe it or not, the fact still remains he is. 
and as we go out this week and and be the men that he has called us to be, we must remember that we must treat all people with perfect courtesy. No matter what our opinions of them, we try we have to put on the eyes of Jesus and look at those people and understand they are us. We were them. Different ways, different manner. Sin is sin, so it doesn't matter. We are still those people. And uh, like I said, that's been an eye-opener right now for me because that's something that God just put on my heart. Uh, and I think each and every one of you men that uh, tune in and, and listen, and I and I hope that you can take that little piece of God's wisdom that he just showed to me and take it and apply it to your life this week. Uh, I know it'll be a big stretch uh, for me, something that I have to deal with and pray on and, and ask God to help grow me in that. Uh, but just don't be so arrogant as obviously I was to think that my sin was any different than the sin that I think's the worst. That they're still God's creation and they still deserve the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ. And as each one of us men and women and followers of Christ, it is our duty and responsibility to ensure that they have that opportunity to truly and honestly accept Jesus Christ. No matter what they've done, no matter what they're doing, they still, through Jesus' eyes, have that opportunity to accept him and come to him. So, men, as you go out and do what you do this week, remember, answer the call of men.